this week on the Cyber Sector 7 podcast, I'm going to be doing a part two on uh, two weeks ago's episode on network safety for complete privacy and and complete private browsing. Um, I know I didn't post last week. I know I should have, and I didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been with family, and because of me traveling and things like that, I believe that's the reason I am now sick, so this episode won't be that long, and if I sound a little different, I'm I'm a little sick right now, so I've been working from home and doing some other things like that, so it's just been, it's been a a chaotic nightmare, I've been sick, also got my second vaccine recently, so uh, that may contribute to what's going on, but I'm not too sure on that. Past that, though, we're going to be going into network safety for complete private browsing part two, and and I'm going to be breaking these last two parts into it that I wanted to throw in last week and didn't. I'm also going to be addressing some things to some of my followers on some of my social media. Um, there has been things going about and rumors going about, and we've had some problems over there in these past two weeks that need to be addressed soon. So that's what I'm going to be doing. And before I even take this episode any further, I just want to go ahead and say, because one of the problems pertain to this, I am not a 100% expert. I am a professional. I do this professionally. It is my job. That does not make me a 100% expert. I am learning with you guys. I am. I When I find something, I like to share it with you. I like to build a com- community. But by... I keep getting people assuming that I am a expert and I know everything in the field and I am the, the, the this, that, or the other. I'm not. You know, there's a lot I don't know. I make mistakes just like I'm sure we all do. And, and well, I'm not sure. I know we all make mistakes. And this is, this is one of those fields where it's really trial and error with a lot of things. Uh, the methods I do may not be the methods that work the best for you. I always try to go ahead and show you how to find a method rather than just the method when I find a method I like to show you hey you know this is how I found it this this may be a good way for you to do it for instance recently I made videos about anonymously browsing the Tor network or the deep web or the dark web whatever you guys want to call it I've gotten so many of you coming out of nowhere and saying, well, I would have done it this way, or I would have done it this way, or you could have done it this way, or, well, congratulations, go do it that way. The way I teach is the TAILS method. I prefer the TAILS method because it is a set base operating system that runs in your RAM, and it has nothing extra on it. It doesn't have any any kind of crazy things it doesn't need. It just does what it's supposed to do. That is a method that I use to beat scheme flooding. The more people that use one operating system that is identical, everybody uses it like like a clone, then the more scheme flooding can be beat. And that's the reason I teach that method. And and some of the videos I make aren't for a lot of the experienced people that want to call me out and things like that. A lot of these videos are for people who don't know much about it. I'm just trying to educate and, and show people that the Tor Network is not a dangerous, terrible, scary place like a lot of these YouTubers and things like that make it out to be. You know, there's only a few YouTubers that really, and, and podcasters that I've seen, that really understand what it really is. You know, uh, Some Ordinary Gamers is one of them. If you listen to this, I'm very happy for you and thank you. But uh, 
yeah, if he, he's a great person. If you want to go learn a little bit more about it, I plan on making some more content myself, but he's got a great series on that. If you head over to his page, he explores the dark web and he shows you what it really is. He explains it to you in great ways. The method I teach is the Tails method. I enjoy that method. I personally use that method when I'm trying to access Onion sites. I find it helpful. I find it safe. Um, on top of just that, I'm running my internet at my house through, via, through a VPN. So, I'm relatively secure when I, when I do it. And I would hope you guys would be too, but if you're an experienced user, you may, things that work for you may work for you fine, you know? This is what's worked for me. This is a safe way I do it, and I prefer this method. This is the method I teach. Because if you're going to be in this space, you're going to need to learn about things like Linux. You're going to need to learn about tons of things in this space, and I, that's why I teach it. So you can pick up other skills as you go along. So when you get on here, you may join a forum. You know, you don't want to be completely mindless on things. You want to understand it, and that's important. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into the episode without with, with that out of the way. And I'm going to touch on that a little more in our midsection where I answer some of your questions and, and regards and things like that. Thank Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will be right back. Okay, so last week we talked about using a VPN, and I tried to explain that to the best of my ability in the moment. Uh, but this week we are going to talk about Tor, how it works, and how it can help you, and some great browsers that I like to use and and how to pick and find a good browser that may work for you there are many options in the browser field but this is uh, this is I'm not gonna tell you just go use this exact browser and this is what's gonna work or go use this one and this is how you're gonna access onion sites or or, or anonymously you know keep your connection secure I'm going to give you some that I use and some that I prefer and some that I've tested with but I'm also going to show you and tell you how to pick a browser and that's important because I, I believe in the last episode I showed you how to pick a VPN and this episode I'm going to show you how to pick a good browser you know because you know we're not all the same we ha all have different needs for instance me I I I use a Firefox browser. I enjoy using a Firefox browser, but some of you may enjoy using Brave browser or the Tor browser, you know. So we're all different. I understand that, and that's why I'm going to go ahead and talk about some of the different ones and, and how to pick a good one. Mm. Drink a Pepsi. It's very good. And since I'm sick, it really kind of calms my throat, it feels like. But, so, let's get into this. Um, Tor. What is Tor? Tor is a, a a set of proxies per se connecting to a i guess you could call it a, a second network more of a hidden network but it's a, a secured anonymous network on the internet that essentially i wish i had a diagram to show this to you guys but you connect to the tor network and then through the tor network you connect to three other machines and then you enter the last machine or node and and that's called the exit node and I actually think that the exit node should be banned, but that's a story for a different time. But you connect to the exit node, and then the exit node allows you to connect to the Tor network. Now, because of that, it's encrypted on each hop, and it makes the sites that you've accessed over the Tor network, it makes it to where all they see is that last 
IP address that you connected to, and then that last one, then that last one. It, it's very hard to come back to, and on top of that, it's already encrypted. If you have your network set up over a VPN, I wouldn't recommend setting your machine up over a VPN. I've heard some issues with that, and I've tested some things, and you know my results have been kind of iffy on that. So, I mean, it, it's still anonymous, but I would prefer connecting the network you're over, your router or your modem, whatever you want to call it, um, connecting that to a VPN so all your traffic gets routed through it, and then connecting to tour over a machine on that network. That's how I prefer to do it. That's how I've done it for a long time. And no one's hunted me down. So, in that sense. So, so yes. Uh, that's how I prefer to access the Tor network. And it's, it's very important. So, it's not just for accessing the deep web or these onion links and, and things like that. You know, it's, it's not... It, it's used for that, yes. But it's not meant to be used for that. It was originally created, and I want to say it was the U.S. Navy after the internet was getting really big to keep, you know, the ability to use the internet for their, their operators in the field and, and their espionage or their, whoever it was working for the Navy to keep, you know, the ability to use the internet but to keep it secure. And that was very important. They needed it to be secure because the internet is a very dangerous place. So with that ability to stay secure online... It, it was a, it was a huge deal. So eventually, it was open sourced and it was released, and now everybody can work on it and code it themselves and work on it. And it's a great project in general. And I personally, I love I love routing all my traffic through Tor. I route everything over Tor. Actually, I think the only thing I don't route over Tor, and I keep everything in my background on my computer and on my phone, because I hate that notification it gives. But I, how I how, the only thing I think I don't route through Tor is, is what I, I'm not allowed to route through Tor so like I think uh, what, there are some sites like for instance I want to say Facebook but I'm not too sure I know Amazon I can't access Amazon through Tor so I have to turn it off you know and it's just a pain in the ass but other than that you know I, I, I route everything through Tor that I don't need and I, I don't get on Amazon unless I'm on public Wi-Fi somewhere and that's that's a whole nother story. I burnt using burner Amazon accounts. That's a whole nother story, but that's one way I do it. That's that's just that's how I do it. But let's go ahead and get into the how you can do it. So, routing your traffic through doors pretty simple. If you head over, I'm not going to just tell you guys to go head over to another one of my platforms to watch my videos. If you want to, though, I made a whole mini series on TikTok. And on Instagram, I think. If it's not on Instagram, I need to go ahead and post it. But it's on accessing the Tor network. And it's it's doing it through the Tails method, which I find to be a pretty easy method to do. If you're just starting out, it's a great thing to learn how to, to use Linux. It's a great way to learn how to do accessing it safely. And I, just, I think it's a great way for beginners especially to access it. Now, some of you may use the Tor browser. Some of you may just route all your traffic through Tor with the Firefox plugin. You know, whatever works for you, it's okay. If it works for you, go right ahead. Personally, I rather do my, my, my bidding in, in Tails. That's just how I do it. That's how I teach it. Now, granted, I've used browsers that have a Tor plugin, and lately I've been testing out the Brave browser, but past that, though, it's it's one of those things where that's the way I teach it. Now, if you want to do that, you can head over to tails.com or .org or something. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I will put the link in the description for you guys, though. Um, you can head over there. You can download Tor, or you can download Tails, and then you can install it to a USB, 
once you install it to that USB, you will then be able, and using uh, Bolina Etched Dirt, it's the tool I used, but some of you may use Rufus, it, it just depends. I had a little bit of trouble with Rufus, so I prefer using Bolina. Bolina works on Linux, Mac, and and Windows. Unfortunately, Windows, ugh. That's past point, though. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can install it there, and then you're going to plug it in, you can boot from it, just like you would boot from any other USB. Uh, I can I can probably add a link in the description as well on how to boot from USB. I'll, I'll add a, a tutorial down there. It's not my tutorial, but I'll give credit to someone else. Um, and when I come out with my own tutorial, I'll put it down there. But yeah, that's a, that's a very important important thing though. You need to I like to run it through Tails, boot into it. It's a very basic bare bones operating system. It it just it runs in your RAM, so it's not running on your system hard drive. I've even, I haven't personally tested this out, but I've heard people, it's, well, I tried testing it out once, and I, it's a long story, but I know peop, some people have had great success running it in their computer with no hard drive in at all. It's just in your RAM, so if you're super concerned about it, you can go pick up a cheap laptop from the flea market or on Facebook market, pay cash for it pull out the hard drive, go buy you a little extra stick of RAM, or if you want to just use the stick that's in it, I, that's fine. I, w I recommend getting like an 8 gigabyte stick. That sounds sounds like it, it, it runs Tails pretty well. Pop your RAM in that cheap, you know, $50 laptop, boot from Tails, and you're good to go. When you're done, you if you're super concerned, you can always just pull the RAM out, destroy it, or just hide it somewhere. I don't do that. I don't see a need to do that, but some of you may what my main Tails machine was for a very long time. I got a very short Tails USB thumb drive that I built, or made. I, I bought the USB stick, and I had it on a keychain. I kept it on my keys, on my person at all times. And then I went to the flea market. I think I paid 30 bucks for an old Dell, it was one of those netbooks from the early 2000s, the, the crappy ones. It was running a 32-bit version of Windows 10. It was very slow, very bogged down, couldn't do anything. I tried installing Ubuntu to it, very slow. I had luck with Linux Lite, so I figured, why not just make this my permanent Tails machine? So I did. I maxed out its RAM with 4 gigabytes, and then I ran Tails just fine in 4. You might be able to run it in 8, and 8's probably a much better option, but 4 should run run it pretty well but that's the best and most anonymous way to secure you know a tor connection to secure all of that if you if you know what i'm trying to say here but that's that's the most secure way that i've found to do it now you may find a better way to do it and if you do please just in a friendly way send me a message and i'll i'll throw it in the podcast and i'll talk about it for you guys and i'll i'll shout you out always love doing that and letting them know that hey you know you made it in the podcast but but that that's gonna that's gonna pretty much almost wrap this up. So one one other thing I want to touch on is you can build, and I've seen some people do it out of a Raspberry Pi, a a Tor node, and you can also put that on your network. You know, so you can easily access the Tor from from your own home network. Would I recommend doing that? Not really. I wouldn't recommend doing that unless you really know what you're doing. But you can do that. So it routes all your home traffic through Tor. Um, if you're on mobile and you will say, well, I want to be secure on mobile, you know, if I have a laptop, I don't want to just do that. Uh, I run, I can't remember the name of the app. There's quite a few of them, though. You can always run the 
Tor browser or Orbot, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I think I believe it's called Orbot. That's this uh, Android application. It's open source. You can run it on your phone, and it routes all your traffic through Tor, no matter what it is. Now, Tor is very slow, but it'll route all your traffic through that if you're on mobile. And I believe I don't have any iOS devices, so I don't know if it works for iOS, but I do know it works on Android. I use Graphene OS all of my traffic is routed through Tor. I've made that a default, so, and then the VPN. I recommend Graphene OS. I love Graphene OS. I've been using it since, I think, March, when I got my Pixel 3a, and I've loved it. It's very simple. It works. It's good, but it was either March or April, but, um, yeah, that's, I, I, that's how I would do it on mobile. That's how I do it on PC. Now, if you do, you know, if you don't feel like installing Tails, there are plenty of other ways to do it. You can use the Brave browser, for instance. You can use a sandboxed virtual machine. You can you can access the Tor network right in Firefox with a couple plugins. You can do it. There are tons of ways to do it. I just recommend this one. I feel like it's a very safe thing. I haven't heard any news on beating scheme flooding yet, so I am going to keep using Tails until we can beat scheme flooding. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, some of the questions and comments you guys have made this past two weeks and we're gonna go ahead and talk about them and i'm gonna go ahead and shout some of you guys out and answer some questions and address some things that need to be addressed thank you and i hope you're enjoying this episode all right it is question time i'm going through my various social media that you guys like to ask questions on whether it be twitter instagram tiktok uh soon youtube and this is the part where i like to answer and engage and maybe you have something important you'd like to say to me or maybe you have a great tool tipper idea that you would like to talk about and like announce on the show so this is the part of the episode where i I like to answer those questions, engage with the community, and enjoy some good, just one-on-one engagement with you guys. Um, Thank you, and keep listening. Alright, we have a few, few good questions and a few good comments and things like that that have come in this week, but before I do anything... Recently, and I'm not going to call this user out like I usually do. I'm sure if you do enough stalking on on some of my social media, you can find this user, but I'm not going to call him out. Um, And I do not encourage you to go harass any of these individuals. I don't stand for that. But um, in my podcast and in some of my videos, my videos especially, my phone picks it up really good. You'll hear what sounds like water dripping. And... I understand that can be annoying at times. I can't turn it off because I live in a very small home and not too far from me is my fish tank. In my fish tank, I currently have a crawfish and a, well, I don't really know what other kind of fish that is. I would have to ask my wife. It's a strange fish. That being said, it is not a female urinating. Please stop harassing me about that. That that gets a really annoying and be very disrespectful. It's not cool. If you guys can't be mature about things, then this this channel may not be for you. This is a mature channel. This is this is not for a whole bunch of people making rash comments like that. And especially when some of you have had to delete some comments because 
my wife's face may get in in the video when I'm trying to hide my face or some or the side of her and you guys making some terrible very rude comments also some of you may have seen in my reflection a girl she was sitting at my my kitchen table a lot of you liked to make some very rash and harsh comments talking about how I've either kidnapped someone or it's a female there against her will or 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 just some very very rude things and you know I don't I don't find that kind and I don't find that normal really but I find it very rude that's my wife and I would prefer you guys leave this out of that or her out of this and if you don't mind I, I really appreciate you leaving that out of this I'm sorry if that offended you but you can just get over it it's my podcast. I can say what I want. So get over it. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into some of these great questions. You guys have left some interesting ones this week, to say the least. All right. Uh, Lifts comments. Bruh, spelled B-R-U-H. You think they can't track you still when I'm talking about using the Tor network? Um, well, there are ways to do it. How, how do you think they caught the leader of the Silk Road? But, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot more complicated than that. I don't think they're going to be going after us if we're not doing anything wrong. If you're not breaking the law, then you should have nothing to worry about. That's on you, buddy. But personally, though, I, I do agree. There are ways for them to track us. when We may never know, but that's the reason Tor is now open source. So we can go in there and find these ways that they may be able to track, track us and then patch it. It's open source. That's the whole point. So let's go ahead and reply to you, let you know you're on the podcast this week. Uh, and by no offense, by no means do I mean that in any offense, but seriously though, that's the reason Tor is open source, so we can see these things. Now, that being said, also, um, there's a petition out right now to abolish the exit node on the Tor browser. If I can find that, I'm going to link that in the description. If you guys support that, go ahead because the exit node can see some of your personal information, where you're coming from on the Tor network. So that's it's important that we get that abolished. You know, we get that destroyed and, and we can take care of that and nip it in the bud. But if you're routing everything through VPN, you got your network over your VPN, you got Tor over it, as long as you're not saying much of your personal information or any, you know, you need to have a second alias online. That's how I do everything but as long as you have that that alias set up you should be pretty good now there are ways if you're a fool and you click a tracking link or malware or something like that and when you disconnect they find you that's on you you know you should be practicing online safety and online privacy and security measures but that's on you if you if you get tracked i'm just trying to show you ways that i stay safe so that that's one one way though let's go ahead and get into some more questions all right Hotshot underscore J with two Y's says, stop burning the spot. And then he uh, abruptly says the F word. I don't want to say that here because I don't want this to be explicit. But (laughs) here's the thing. If you guys are listening to this podcast or watching my videos, you have an interest in this. I would rather you do it safely in a method that I know you can do it safely than just go watch some dumb YouTuber who doesn't know what they're talking about and and just trying to tell you, oh, you just do it this way, it's fine, you'll be okay, you know? No, don't do that. I'm not calling anybody out, but there are, there are some dumb YouTubers out there that'll just, and podcasters that'll tell you the quick, easy, fast way to do it, and it's dangerous, it's bad privacy. If you're interested in this, you're going to find a way to do it anyway. I might as well show you a safe way to do it. 
that's just part of it. I just I want to show you guys a safe way to do these things. I don't want you guys getting in trouble, getting caught, you know, getting tracked, getting stalked. It's my goal to preach online privacy, and that's what I'm here to do. So I'm I'm sorry if I'm burning the spot, but you know I'm just trying to to share knowledge. I believe in freedom of information, freedom of knowledge. So that's just part of it. I believe you should know. You have a right to know. You have a fundamental right to privacy. So you have a right to know these things, and I'm going to spread the word as much as I can that you have that right. Until we can all come together on that, we're going to have a lot of privacy problems. But thank you for that. That's I think we had a pretty a pretty gnarly back and forth there on one of my videos about that. But I think we came to a pretty good conclusion on that. Uh, thank you, and let's go ahead and get into some more questions. All right. Uh, somebody says, "Yo, uh, make me a phone." No, uh, I can recommend you a phone though, and I'd like to make a whole episode about anonymous phones. Um, before I do that though, if you go listen to the Privacy, Security, and Ocean show by Michael Basil, he has a great series he's doing right now on anonymous phones. He's got some great VoIP options. Um, some of his options don't work for me, but they work for him, and they may work for some of you guys. And it's all about sharing knowledge here. So go over, check him out. He may he may help you out, but personally. Uh, I can recommend you use Graphene OS or Calyx OS. If you depend more on Google services, Calyx OS is fine. Um, I just really enjoy Graphene OS and this out-of-the-box ability with... Well, not, not out, of, out of the box. It does take a little bit of finagling. But this ability to sandbox things and route things over Tor and route things over a VPN always and route everything. Granted, my, my phone can be a little slow at times because of that, but... I enjoy that. Graphene OS works great. If you have a Pixel, if you have any other Android other than a Pixel, uh, Calyx may work for you a little bit better. Uh, Graphene only works on a Pixel, unfortunately. I believe only works on Pixel. I may be wrong on that, but you can go check out yourself. I'll be putting uh, them down in the description as well. But let's go ahead. I got another question right here. Um, somebody else comments, let's see, uh, where do I get Tails? Uh, the link will be in the description of this podcast. Somebody else comments, let's see, how do I feel about the Onion browser? I like it, it's a good browser. I, mean, I believe it's built into Tails. I, it's a good browser, it's open source, it works, you got a lot of developers working on it. It's a great project, and I fully support it. Let's see, uh, Jeff from American Dad, question mark, and then a smiley face, I love him. <laughs> I, I got a good kick out of that one when I first read it the other day, that was... That was spot on, spicy boy. But uh, let's see. I wish you could magically put a hundred grand in my checking account. Trust me, if I could do that, I wouldn't have to be making these podcasts. I'm just kidding. I don't make any money from these yet. I think I've made a dollar ninety something in total. But other than that, yeah, I'm not. I haven't made. I haven't made crap. Sorry about that noise. I was eating a cheese up. Let's see. Okay, so here's one of those abruptly interesting ones. Um, four days ago, I got a comment that says, I can see everything in your room. In case you don't know, uh, I wear a reflective mask when I make my videos online because I like to protect my face. For some reason, you guys get really pissed off about that. Get over it. I don't want my face on the internet. Don't have my face on the internet. You're not going to find a picture of my face on the internet because I've never posted a picture of my face. I just don't like it and I've told all my family don't post pictures of my face so they don't so but but uh yeah yeah you can see everything in my room congrats you see uh, I'm turning around right now let's see you see a loaded sink with dishes that 
I don't feel like washing at the moment because it's late. They pile up fast. I live in a very small home. Uh, you see my air fryer, some tortilla chips, a toaster, and a crock pot. Some paper towels, my refrigerator. Yeah, that's... If that's what suits your suits you or floats your boat or totes your goat or goats your moat cool like i guess um I, I don't know what to say to that you can see everything in my room doesn't locate me i'm i'm in a traveling home so i guess i don't know it's it's just weird why i don't know why you guys have to comment things like that it's just it's genuinely kind of creepy it makes you sound kind of creepy I'm, I'm not gonna lie um, we have a lot more questions here. I want to go ahead and let's see. Here's one. Um, underscore underscore debuckuck comments. <clears throat> Poop. So, yeah, that's okay. Someone else comments. Uh, let's see. Asked if this is a legitimate job when I talked about uh, my AMA. Yes, it is a legitimate job. It's called skip tracing. I started out, and I think I did another episode about this. Started out doing it for a process serving company. You know, you work, you get your PI license, you work your way up. It's really, it's great, great opportunity here. But yeah, if you're wanting to know more about the process of people hunting or or skip tracing is what the technical term for it is, you can find some great resources on it online. If you just look up. Uh, skip tracing for private investigators and things like that that's personally what i do i'm just a skip tracer i use osint in that and to help me get more of an edge a lot of skip tracers they pull from databases and they just go by these databases and pdfs that these databases provide and this sheet of information that they'll send to you for a monthly premium or or for a cost per data set but if you're just doing that and you're not doing actual OSINT, you're not digging into it further, you're not going to get very far with it. So I use OSINT on top of that. It gives me a cutting edge. And and not only do I have to use OSINT, but I have to use these data sets. So I have to know which ones are kind of getting their data from where, where to pull from. You got to know which ones are getting their data from like Amazon. You got to know which ones are getting their data from LinkedIn and things like that. I don't know how legal it is for me to tell you which ones get that get their information from those so i'm not going to mention any of their names uh i'll tell you the big ones the the big names you have spokio intellius uh white pages things like that uh, true people search other than that i'm not going to mention any of the other ones because the other ones are not meant for public access uh let's see i think we got one more question for the night and i have a lot more to answer and i wish i could answer all of them tonight we got one more question for the night, and then we're going to go ahead and finish up our beef of this episode. Alright, this isn't as much of a question as it is a great statement. And I, I enjoy this, and I really want to call you out here and thank you for this, because it's, it's, it's important that people know these things, and I love it when you guys share really good knowledge like this. It makes my day to see you guys engaging with the community. But uh, SlimeQuick85 says... You can't be 100% untraceable and or hidden online. There's always a paper trail. The best way to keep yourself hidden is through advanced obfuscation. And I think I said that word right. If I said it wrong, I'm sorry. But, yeah, he makes a very fair point. You know, if you're online, there's going to be a trail somewhere. And if it's out there and you're not protecting it, you're not trying to bring everything down and, and pull down your information all the time, 
and you're not going out of your way to, to hide yourself, a great skip tracer is going to find you. Uh, I, I want to quote Frank Ahern here. He says, if the information is out there, a skip tracer worth his money is going to find it. That's just fact. If, if the information exists, then the people you're hiding from, they're going to find it. You know, it depends on how much money is involved. You know, if, if it's like a simple, small case, you know, and you're not doing anything crazy and you don't have anything to worry about, a, a skip tracer like myself probably wouldn't spend much time on you. I don't, I don't get paid enough to spend that much time on you. If it's something small, but if you're a very high value target or I'm being hired by a PI or an attorney or something like that to look into you, just look into everything and find and dig and dig and dig till I find something. If it's out there, I'm going to find it. That's just a fact. I'm going to dig until I find something and I won't give up until I find something. I've been on cases before. It's lasted six months. You know, and and what it what it is is they they want this piece of information. They want it, and they don't. They're not going to give up until they get it. So I'm just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and until I get it. I'm not going to give up. I'm I'm relentless. So I can mess up when I'm hunting somebody a hundred times and still keep going. You only have to mess up once. So remember that. And and I really want to thank you for that. That really it means a lot when I hear those things. So, thank you, and we're going to get back to the uh, the beef of the episode here. Thanks, guys. Alright, so now, as we begin to wrap this show up, we're going to talk about browsers and browsing. And I've talked about VPNs, I've talked about using Tor, I've talked about securing your network, but a lot of times what can be a little overlooked is... What search engine are you using? What browser are you using? How are you connecting to it? You know, what are you using it in? So I'm going to give you some browsers that I like to use. Now, before I go any further, I want to let all of you know, this is not sponsored. None of this is sponsored. So I'm going to go ahead and get that out of the way. The only thing this podcast is sponsored by is my hosting service, which is Anchor, which I've always enjoyed. I, I really enjoy Anchor. They're just easy to work with, but I've already got that out of the way. Um, browsing. So, let's talk about what you what you want to look for in a browser. What you're going to want to look for, there's some obvious key points here, if, you're, if you care about anonymity, and go ahead and throw Chrome out the window. Don't worry about it. It's not an option here. Only time I have to use Chrome is when I'm at work and we are forced to use Chrome, because that's what everybody uses, and everybody's in that Google ecosystem, and it drives me crazy. But, thank God that's not connected to any of my personal stuff. But we're going to go ahead and talk about browsing. Let's see, what to look for? Open source. That's important. You want it to be open source. You want to be able to see the source code, change itself, modify it, see what's going on, make sure there's nothing going on in the background that you don't know about. You want to be able to, now, if you're not a coder, I understand, but it's still an integrity thing. That if they're making it open source, that means they're not hiding anything from you. Now, not everything that's open source is 100% perfect. You know, so there, there are some open source software out, or some open source software out there that still sells your data. It's just open source. But it's important to look for something that's open source. That's a very key point. So that way, you, whatever they're saying, you have you can hold them accountable to. Whatever they say, hey, we're only selling this amount of data, you can hold them accountable. Or you can say, oh, we're only advertising on this, you can hold them accountable for that. It's important. 
let's see, you want to look for something that's not going to save your cookies, something that's not going to save your history in a file somewhere on your computer that you don't know about that's hidden from you. You know, yeah, I know you can delete your history, but it, there there was a, uh, and I can't quote the exact case, but I, wanna, I can't remember who it was exactly. Uh, I will mention it, though, on Instagram if I can find out. But I, I heard, I want to say it was in one of Kevin Mitnick's books, that there was a case where, he, I want it might have been Kevin Mitnick, where he deleted his history on his laptop, and then they got him for obstruction of, or dis- destruction of evidence. So if you have something that doesn't delete it, then you're, you're good to go. Or, no, I take that back. I'm sorry, I messed that up. If you have something that doesn't save it, you're good to go because you can't delete anything. You can't destroy evidence because the evidence never existed. You see where I'm going with this? So it's best to just have something that doesn't save your history or the ability to permanently turn that off. That That's where it boils down to. Something else that you're going to look for, and I mentioned not saving your cookies, but not saving or or not sending feedback or or back to its... um back to the company so you know a lot of times you see in google if you sign up or even firefox uh we may collect feedback or we may collect data for you know this reason or that reason or or whatever the ability to turn that off is important but i would just rather have something that doesn't have that i just rather have it just it doesn't have that at all um now another thing you're going to want to look for plugins and, and abilities to, you know, block ads. I, there was a, I want to say it was an NSA agent that came out and publicly said a long time ago, not too long, a couple years actually, it wasn't that long, I'm crazy over here, but he said basically everybody wants to ask, what are these advanced ways we use to find people and track people and, and things like that? He basically said, hey, you know, we use Google ad tokens. Like, it's not that hard. Every time an ad plays on your YouTube or an ad plays on this, that, or the other, you see an ad, a lot of them have tracker tokens in them, and you need to be careful with that. So the ability to turn those off or to sandbox the browser in general is a, is a great great thing to be looking for. Yeah, so I think, that, of course, there's going to be other things to look for in a browser, but I'm just going to touch on some basics for you guys because your needs may not be the same as my needs. So I'm just going to go ahead and give you some of the the things you need to look for in a browser right here but let's see what what are my choices for a great for a great browser for a long time i was using my my i would say custom but it's not really custom it's just my custom settings version of firefox with my privacy settings ramped all the way up and using google container not google containers firefox containers I, I like the ability to contain what's in that and and not let it communicate with anything outside of that. And I really enjoyed that. I was using DuckDuckGo, and then I had my own personal private container for Google if I needed to Google something really fast or I needed to see what it would be like in a different search engine. And honestly, I prefer doing my Google dorks in a Google environment. And I know I sound like a hypocrite because I'm always anti-Google, but... You know, dorks are a really important part. Um, but DuckDuckGo is a good option. Firefox with DuckDuckGo is a great option. I've been using that for a long time. But another good choice, and I, I've been using it this this past two weeks, just messing with it, hadn't really put much to it, is the Brave browser. 
it's it's an okay browser. Uh, it's got a, a switch where it starts routing your traffic through Tor. That's actually really cool, and I really like that. But um, I've been messing with it, and I'm. If you guys want to sponsor this video, that's great. I'll even put even more messing with it to it. But I can't talk about it too much because I don't want to give off the impression that this is sponsored by them. I do enjoy it, though. I do enjoy it. That is pretty much going to wrap up uh, this episode, I think. If you guys enjoyed this, please feel free to send in some love or something like that. Uh, if you guys would like to donate to the show, you can always donate crypto if you go to my link tree should be in the bio of any of my social media accounts. You can always donate to the show that way if you want to support the show. Currently, I'm not making anything from it other than the $1.80 something that I've made through Anchor. But like I said, this isn't about money. I'm just trying to support you guys. But it does keep keep the lights on. Currently, nobody's donated. So, cool. Um, I'm not going to beg you for your money, though. I hope you guys are having a great time. Uh, keep it safe, keep it private, and, and, and keep, keep it anonymous, my dudes. Be safe, and I'll talk to you next week.